Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. A podcast brought to you by two veterans talking about wrestling and a bunch of other stuff. I'm Ellie Jair. Jay Tilly. And we are here in the cave. And uh, we just were sitting around talking. And uh, we think it's time for the week in review. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to try to do is our standard weekly show that we're going to drop. Uh, every Monday it should go out. Uh, ideally what we want to do is have a recap of the previous week. Uh, by no means are neither of us analysts. Uh, we have never taken a bump. Well, I mean, I went to school a little bit, but I say I've never taken a bump. Uh, we've never deep dived. We're not sports analysts, none of that. It's just two, uh, like you said, veterans sitting around talking about wrestling. We're going to hit the highlights, the lowlights, uh, what we say, what we saw that we enjoyed, what we saw that kind of bored us or whatever the case may be across the shows. And that's kind of the basis of it. Going to just be a straightforward two fans talking about wrestling and what they wanted to see. I will say it's been really tough because uh, going through the whole week and seeing Jared at work uh, and not talking about wrestling because we try to save it for this is a little more challenging than I thought it was going to be. Uh, that's okay, though. We're going to do it now. I have to say one thing, though. What a hell of a week we got to cover this week. It, it has been really good. And watching some of the vignettes, the build up to... Uh, Royal Rumble for WWE specifically, and then you know AEW is doing their part, and uh, Impact has been putting on a good show as well. So it's uh, it it has been a really really good week. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting because we had the Raw Thirty show, and then we had that Dynamite show, mm. which was a powerful show too. Uh, I, I obviously we'll kick it off. Uh, we'll start at the beginning, which is where you should start, which is Raw. So full transparency, I have. Probably not watched a full Raw episode in a long time. I tend to record them, skip through them, listen to other podcasts like Busted Open or uh, The What Culture Guys. Uh, any of those podcasts that everybody listens to kind of go, oh, maybe that one is worth watching and I'll go watch the highlights of it. With us starting to do this now and, and the plan of us continuing this this process, I did watch it beginning to end. Uh, I have to say I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's parts of it I could have gone without. I absolutely loved it. 
Loved, loved, loved the trial of Sammy in the beginning. <laughs> I just thought, uh, following it as I have been and knowing kind of what was going on with it, the the way they laid it out and just the acting in it and the surprise and the trial. Paul Heyman is just great on the mic. And when he looked at Sammy and said, I wish he was dead too after the ECW being dead. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it uh, tremendously. Sammy's reaction, Sammy refusing to defend himself. And then of all people, Jey Uso being the one to stop Stop the execution was amazing. Probably as far as vignettes go, was probably my high point of the week. That one, um, as we talk through, I may come change that. But for right now, as it started, Raw thirty turned it on, ignoring the first few minutes with Hogan because that is what it is. Uh, I enjoyed that trial part. The show overall, though, uh, it was hit or miss. I mean, the the tag team match, the Usos. Uh, tag team match with the Judgment Day was great. I thought story was very well done in that. Uh, I love the callback to they did the long tournament and they were able to substitute on the judge or the yeah the Judgment Day side that letting Sammy substitute in and then get the win like that whole thing just that whole story that probably the her whole first hour of Raw I really enjoyed. Then they got into all the other stuff. Uh, things that I don't even remember some of it, um, vignettes, some of the other stuff that happened. The DX thing where they came out, I thought I was going to hate it. I laughed my ass off. I honestly thought it was going to go back to, the, and I'm doing air quotes, the old WWE and how the legends would come out and bury current talent because they wanted to get themselves over. And Triple H going, hey, I'm retired. I got nothing yep. for you. I thought that was awesome. And you had mentioned during the tag team match that how they reference back to um, when they allowed a previous substitution. And, you know, the old WWE would have been like, hey, we want you to forget that. We're ready. Right. We're moving on to the next episode. You got to forget that. So goldfish that, memory. Right. Yeah. I thought that was a perfect twist. All of this just, yeah, it was it was a really good flow. A lot of back. A lot of backstage scenes, but, I mean, it's the anniversary show, so they wanted to get a lot of people on. But, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I thought the tag team match was awesome. And, uh, you know, Sammy playing his role deserves, you know, an Oscar. So it was it was good. Yeah, yeah, the DX stuff was great. Like, same thing. I, I thought it was going to be, oh, gosh, they're going to come out. And then when it was Imperium that came out, I'm like, oh, man, are they really going to bury Imperium? And then it was like, nope, I'm retired. Oh, I got shit. I just, yeah. I laughed and laughed. And then the whole booking part, and he's like, oh, you think this booking's easy? I had a really good time with that. Then they did roll into some of the burying the talent with Barrett and Corbin in the back and, yeah. and the poker game and, and all that stuff. I, I also got a kick out of uh, the Godfather not letting them into the poker game. Yeah, and then they walk around, and it's just a just a door frame. Yeah. Like, I thought that was great. Uh, or not great, but it was good enough. Calling Baron Corbin Barry. Barry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was good. But it was a three-hour show, and that's about all I can think of as far as highlights, other than maybe Brock Lesnar at the end. Yeah, Brock Lesnar uh, getting getting some licks in. You know, some of the forgettable stuff, obviously, with L.A. Knight, Bray Wyatt. You know, I'm a huge um, L.A. Knight fan. I did forget about that, yeah. But it's like, where where is it going? Can we, you know, see something? You know, tonight is Royal Rumble, and we're going to see the blackout match, so I'm, I'm super excited to see where uh, see where that's going to go. Yeah, I, I'd forgotten about the the Bray Wyatt stuff. It, and it was okay. Uh, again, like I just like I said in the beginning, we're, we're fans. We're gonna we're gonna try to review these as fans. We might get deep into some of it and, and some of the storytelling. Yeah. But my idea is like my first response, my first reaction, and Raw was 
I enjoyed the show, I guess, because of some of the real highlights were high uh, to the point where I was like, man, I, I had fun, especially because I hadn't watched in a while. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a nice welcome back. If, you know, if you'd been away from wrestling, you know, would it be you take a non-wrestling fan and go, hey, I want you to watch this episode of Raw and you will fall back in love with wrestling? Absolutely not. But if you wanted to catch a couple of pops and, you know, remember some of the old days, definitely, you know, you would have gotten a couple of chuckles and stuff. But, but yeah, overall, um, you know, not the worst, not the worst three hours of wrestling that, that we've seen on Monday night. It was, uh, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. Uh, like I said, we tried not to talk about it through work, but I, I remember at the beginning of the week, you said you, you didn't like the show. Which I thought was ironic because you're the WWE guy, and I enjoyed it. So I, I was curious, uh, yeah, you know, that first hour, I I looked at the clock and I'm and I it dawned on me I'm like I just watched an hour of wrestling I don't even remember what yeah. how it started. Um, the following day on Tuesday, I was uh, cleaning up in the kitchen and I watched it again and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, ha, ha, kind of funny, good good way to start the week. Yeah. Um, so I know we. We should roll into Dynamite next, but I'd like to save Dynamite to the end. Yeah. Just because of what that show was yeah. and some of the emotions in that show. I think uh, it's probably going to be a little bit downer towards the end of the show. But, I mean, there's some great stuff in there. But I'd like to roll into probably Smack, uh, SmackDown and Rampage next. Yeah. I'll let you leave off on, on SmackDown and your impressions of it. Um, you know, I know you recently watched it, so yeah. we can kind of cover it. And yeah, then I, I'll give you I, some of the things I got. Yeah, I didn't do my homework. So, um, matches in themselves... Um, I'm a you know a big Ricochet fan, so it was good to see um, Ricochet on TV. The intro and the build up, you know, some of the attitude that you got to see, you know, they're right there in Texas right now, kind of priming the crowd. And then Lacey Evans with her stop again, start again, back to the basics <laughs> of disciple of uh, the Sarge without Sarge being on TV. So yeah, interesting. A lot of back backstage stuff. They they did play. A lot of vignettes. The commercials were really good, too. How they're building up for the Royal Rumble. Michael Cole and uh, Wade Barrett. Good, good, uh, you know, not symmetry, but good balance on um, how they're building people. And then the final match, that, uh, the twists again, seeing Sammy and yep. that, that, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty solid. Yeah, I, uh, I watched it twice. Uh, I watched it live on sh- on TV when it was on. And then I got up and watched it again just because... I didn't remember a whole lot of it, yeah. and I'm like, "Well, was I tired?" So I watched it again. I think I think it was in the trap of it's the show right before Royal Rumble. Uh, I feel like there is. I think I made a joke to you about it was a two hour show, and I think there was four matches on it. Whereas you watch Rampage, it's a one hour show, and there was four matches on it. Yeah. But I understand that they're building for the Rumble, so you've got the, the promo train that comes out, and everybody talks about it, and then. Uh, it was Austin Theory, The Miz, and then the New Day, or, or I might have this flipped, and then. Bobby Lashley comes out and trashes everybody, and then Brock Lesnar comes out and trashes him. So I, I understand the purpose of all yeah. that. Is it essential viewing? I didn't think so. I think I could have skipped this SmackDown and w- rolled into Royal Rumble and, and no real storyline missed or or anything really changed. Uh, L.A. Knight, obviously with Bray Wyatt, and then Uncle Howdy showing up. Well, we all kind of knew that was coming anyway. Right. The 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 end with or the I'll back it up. The beginning with Sammy and the staying out of the building and just saying, hi, I love you, I'm, I'm leaving, was great. The fact that Jay made a phone call, we assumed to him, to call him to come in and support uh, Sokoa. And then at the end, him showing up and, and costing and, and stopping the match. That though that part 
good stuff. Right. Like that could have been condensed. Um, thought it was great. Kind of curious where it's going to go. We'll right. see what happens in the Rumble. I'm sure they'll address it. I just, but the rest of it was there. You had the tag team tournament stuff. Haven't been watching a lot of it. The matches were decent. Uh, nothing that no five star matches or either probably three star. Yeah, two and a quarter maybe. But uh, I just it was there. It wasn't something like I feel like I had to watch. Right, and you would think with a go home show, you want it to be strong, but at the same time you're like, man, I don't want to get anybody hurt. Um, the new day, they're always in t- uh, entertaining, and you know they they were really really good. The the little I don't want to say Easter eggs because it's not quite like that, but the, like the little sprinkling in that Kevin Owens was doing, especially at the end when he was like he had the chair and he looked at Sammy and he was like, they're going to use this on you, just watch. And he yeah. threw the chair down. I'm like, oh man, he's he's that's, peppering those shadows of that's doubt. A good catch. I didn't catch that until you said that. That yeah, was good. Like little shadows of doubt, and you watch um, Dynamite. How or maybe it was Rampage when. Jericho was like sprinkling in, causing deceit in some of the factions. Yeah, that's just I. I mean, Jericho's gold, but I think the Kevin Owens going in and just kind of messing with Sammy's head, and you know he just had the trial. Don't show up. He shows up. Roman's in New York on um, on TV, sitting there with the talk show host. Like, yeah, you know, that's uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Is that going to come up tonight? Uh, during the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, that's there's, curious. There's another, you know, there's another little sprinkle of a uh, thread to the to the bloodline story, which is, you know, they just said it today. Eight hundred and something days, Roman's been a champion, and the bloodline has been far and away the best story in in all of wrestling. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, and then Rampage, we're rolling into Rampage. Uh, I. So you made a comment earlier that you didn't like watching Rampage, so I'll, I'll let you touch on that when you get to it. I enjoy Rampage. I like it. It's a one-hour show. It's quick. Getting it out. Yes, the quality for a long time was not there. I feel like they've made strides to get better. Uh, I do think this Rampage suffered a little bit for what Dynamite was, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get into Dynamite too, but with it being the tribute show, and I believe Rampage was taped at the end of Dynamite, so... The crowd just went on this huge emotional roller coaster right. with that tribute match at the end and rolled right into trying to, you know, cheer for the best friends or laugh at Danhausen. So they had a hard, hard time. What really impressed me at Rampage, uh, Rampage Den was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought the Yuta Hangman Page match, fantastic. Again, you guys will learn I'm a big AEW fan. I don't miss them. Uh, but I thought that match was great. I thought hard hitting, some very Good storytelling in there. I liked that Hangman Page hit the Buckshot Lariat, mm. then picked Yuta up and hit him with Moxley's finisher. Because the Hangman character, that's not a thing of him to do. He's not a vengeful, he's not a, right. And it's almost like he's trying to adjust his character to be able to mm-hmm. take it to Moxley again. I thought that that was good. The There was a couple spots that I thought were great. The, the Avalanche, Death Valley Driver, mwah, chef's kiss. It looked yeah. great. I don't know how he didn't break his neck. Then Yuta's German suplex on the ring apron to hold on to him to do a release German suplex on the rope on the ground. Oh my gosh! Like, how does he not not being concussed again? The, some of the yeah. stuff they do it blows my mind. Yeah, anything on the side of the ring, I I get the little pucker factor. Like, don't do it, man. And you know they're so stiff, and they do a lot of work with the Japanese wrestlers. Yep. And the Japanese wrestlers land so high. And you see nuances of 
of that because they, you know, there is so much exchange with, uh, with the talent and they, you know, participate in some of the, the Noah and the, um, new Japan shows and DDT and gorilla and stuff. So it was, yeah, that, uh, and you know, you talk about the match of the night, it's gotta be Jamie Hader. Oh man. Yeah. I hadn't even gotten to that one yet. Just, she brings it. She's so every time crisp and yeah, I, th- I was I was super impressed, and like you said, I I don't necessarily like watching Rampage. You know, to the to the fans out there, we live in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's the home of AEW. And we would go to the shows at Daly's place when there was a thousand people in a place that holds nine thousand, yep. and you were going when there was like twenty wrestlers and fifty hundred fans yep. or whatever. So the loyalty that we feel to AEW and to the crowd and to the fans and to the to the wrestlers and it, um, you know, it feels like a hometown team. So it, it kind of hurt me not wanting to watch rampage. And you're like, well, you watch three hours of wrestling on Monday, but I went, I've been at work all week. I just sat down yeah. and watched Friday night Smackdown. I was, or wasn't disappointed. Now I got to watch another hour. This sh- this episode changed my attitude and the lens that I'm going to look at it. The main reason why I think this specific show was so flat is like what you said it was recorded after an emotional night and uh i'll let you talk about the promo of the night eddie like oh wow. yeah 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 wow yeah it took me that because i was like there's a couple going like i thought yeah. the brick the brick baker ruby solo sprinkling yeah. those seeds in was decent yeah but yeah the eddie kingston one i, I don't know probably promo of rampage maybe because i don't know where they're gonna go with it i don't see eddie really joining the house of black But that's absolutely what they seem to be hinting at. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, I do think unhinged, violent Eddie could be a lot of fun on TV. Mm-hmm. He's such a real guy. Like, right. you feel like you believe he's doing what he can do. And I think him letting his demons out, as he said, could be very interesting and could definitely down to some, some good storylines. Uh, my only fear is now for turning him heel. There goes the big, you know, every, you know, the fans all wanted him to be the one to beat MJF as right. the babyface, and if he goes heel, I don't think that'll happen. But uh, yeah, that that promo was great. Yeah. But talking about the the hater, it was a soccer match. I've seen some of her stuff, both of them, in the past. But that that was such a intense match that I I love what Jamie Hater's. So I loved what Tony Storm did as a women's champion. Mm-hmm. I thought she brought. Not that there's anything against Thunder Rosa and all that. I think Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker before her and Sheeta before her. I think it was an uphill battle. Yeah. Uh, AEW in general does not book women very well. Mm-hmm. 
I think Tony Storm started to turn that around. And now that Hater has such a fan following and people cheering for, it's absolutely adjusting and turning around even more. Right. Um, and I, I think that match was was just great. And it's a testament to Hater too, because I don't think I've seen a match of hers that I did not enjoy or think, oh my gosh, she's going to kill that person. Uh, and the eventual Brick Baker turn on her and all that is the stories they're laying with right. the the former WWE versus the homegrowns and all that, I think is a really good storyline for women's wrestling. And I think it's a really good storyline for AEW to do. Uh, should be very entertaining to see where it goes. Yeah, you mentioned the not AEW not giving the the women the time and to the point where the great great men and women over there at What Culture are uh, they have their little, yep. their little tracker in a two hour show. Um, I think you might see a women's match at an hour and twenty one minutes. Yep, and it's. You know, an hour and twenty-five minutes. They get six minutes, and then you know they're off TV. So, and I, I, I think with Hater getting the interim piece lifted off of her and not having that that cloud hang over her like uh, Tony did, Tony Storm, she's able to make that her title reign what she wants it to be, what she wants it yep. to look like, and it's you know it's going to be. It's, it's getting better and better every every episode. So, and, and you touched on something there, which I think is not by mistake. So, AEW to me, and and yes, like I said, I haven't watched a whole lot of WWE, but I, I believe they're really good at these long term sprinkling stories. Yeah. So, one of the arguments I heard is why is Tony Storm a heel now? It doesn't make sense. Why would she join the company that made her literally take a cream pie twice? You know, and then she quit on the company, and now she's kind of like, well, I was there with Soraya, but I'll, the fact that they put it on Hater, the championship, and then got rid of the interim, like, that's got to burn her a little bit. Yeah. So, like, the little sprinkles of that story stuff is not bad. Like, that, I, I can right. see being angry about that. Like, that would make me mad. So, I, I think those little sprinkles in there is, is pretty neat and, and pretty telling. Just like in the, the Hangman Yuta match with, with him using Moxley's finisher. Right. Uh, there's just all kinds of – they do things throughout to just sprinkle in little hints here and there yeah. uh, for, overall, for the over the storytelling thing. The, and the discipline they have with storylines. Oh, it's unreal. And if you're paying attention, you're picking up the Easter eggs, and then you're picking up little, like how you picked up on the hangman yep. um, using Mox's move. You're like, wait a minute, that's one of Mox's guys. Yep. Mox is out, and you're going to do him like that? Uh, yes, I am. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Hangman plays this character where he's always kind of like, oh, I, I shouldn't do that. Like, he's a very interesting character to yeah. me. And, yeah, that was that was good stuff. I, I, I respect that AEW does some of that stuff. And I will say that the Bloodline thing and some of the stuff WWE is doing seems to be going more yeah. towards that, um, which is great. I don't know if it's Triple H. I don't know if they've given a little more creative freedom to people, but... I, I do like the bloodline's a prime example. Like you called it the the storyline and wrestling, the best one going right now. And I'd probably agree. Uh, another one, just another one popped in my head talking about w, uh, AEW. And I'll roll this right into the, to the Dynamite review. Uh, on Dynamite, you had Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson taking on uh, Brian Cage. And the whole storyline is break his arm. MJF paid to break his arm, break his arm. Well, nobody in the Black Blue Comet showed club showed up to help him he's getting brutalized and the only person that could possibly have been there would have been yuda uh and i think that wasn't by mistake because if you go back three or four months ago 
when Yuta was uh, feuding with Daniel Garcia, Brian Danielson and William Regal at the time were making comments about how good Garcia was, and they wish they had picked Garcia. So I can see him being like, yeah, screw him. Let him get hurt. I don't care. Like, yeah. he didn't like me in the – like, yes, we're Black Bull Combat Cub. If Moxley was out there, I'd go help. It was Claudio. And those two, because, you know, Moxley's out injured and Claudio was, it wasn't at the show. But that, like, little sprinkle of story in there, like, you can go, well, right. there's, there's a plot hole. He didn't come out and help. I'm like, but is it a plot hole? Right. Yeah. Is that a plot hole or is that uh, chapter one of the – you know, disintegration of Blackpool, or right. is it going to be this adversarial love-hate relationship? Yeah, it's that's that's a yeah, that's a really that's going to be a lot of fun to watch because they're all of them in in that group are such performers that with a storyline, without a storyline, in the ring, out of the ring, if they come in and do commentary, they're it's. Yeah, it's just going to continue on. Yeah, until, uh, and, and they're all great wrestlers, right? Which is it's just it just helps a lot of that along. Uh, so we'll roll right into the rest of the dynamite. So dynamite opened with Action Andretti and Ricky Starks uh, opened the show against the Sex Gods. Great match. I, I really enjoyed it. Screwy finish at the end, but that's okay. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was pretty good. That cutter that when Starks was walking the top rope and Sammy Guevara showed up out of nowhere and cuttered him off the top yeah. rope. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Sammy's kip ups that he does, the little the little roll that he does at the yep. end, just so smooth. Um, and Starks every week, his promos are getting better. Yep. Andretti, he's cutting his teeth. You can tell he's kind of green because he's constantly yelling. Yeah. He's up on the yelling. Keep the you know athletic ability coming. But yeah, that was um, extremely interesting. And like you said, I mean Garcia outside the outside the ring, you had to have seen something like that. Yeah. I think he. Uh, I think it, speaking of action, Andretti. I, I think I read he's only done like ten matches, or something ridiculous. He's not. He's very green. Wow. Um, I want to. I'll have to check that up and look it up to make sure. But yeah, I want to say he was uh, extremely green when he beat Jericho. So they got some polishing to do, and and that's fine. They'll get there. It, it'll it'll be great. He reminds me of Will Offspray. Wow. With his in ring. The things he does, the timing, not that he's at his level yet, but if you look at a young Will Ospreay when he was running with the uh, Young Bucks and, and feuding with them, Action Andretti kind of mirrors some of that that style and some of the things he does. Now, am I saying he can go have the same kind of match with Omega that <laughs> they had just recently? Probably not yet, but I can see it down as he progresses. Wow, so breaking news, this just in, November of 2021. Yep. Uh, is when Action Andretti, uh, Tyler Andretti, um, is his is his real name. So yeah, that's yeah, that's unbelievable. Very very new to the business for sure. Uh, rolled from that uh, into so I apologize I didn't take as many notes on Dynamite as I could. I hit the highlights, but they did do uh, after that match was the tribute video uh, for Jay Briscoe, which I loved. Uh, I like that it didn't just focus on wrestling. Right, I liked it and I hated it at the same time. Like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I teared up. Like showing his family and him dancing with his daughter and and all that stuff was very raw and emotional. Uh, and I have to say that from that point on, the the, the show kind of is a blur. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very hard show, I'm sure, for everybody involved. And matter of fact, I can't even think of some of the other matches other than the Brian Dam- Danielson uh, Christian Cage match, mm-hmm. and then obviously that the one that was just. The one at the end, right. Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. What 
uh, just the strength for Mark Briska to go out there on his brother's 39th birthday, a week after losing him, mm-hmm. and perform the way he did, it just absolutely blows my mind. Yeah. And the raw emotion on Jay Lethal standing in that ring, when he would, you could tell the guy's crying or about to cry yeah. the whole time. I did appreciate, though. And you can tell Mark Briscoe saw it, too. So they push it, pushes him into the corner and chops the shit out of him. Oop, I guess we can say that. We'll see. Chops the crap out of him. And kind of, you can see Jay Briscoe, or not Jay Briscoe. You can see Jay Lethal kind of go, oh, yeah, I should probably get my act together and have a match. And, right. and like, it kind of slapped the emotion out of him. And it was great. And uh, just through the match, it's such an emotional match. But that part aside, what a great match. Excellent match. Um, And when you talk about matches that you want to see or a story that you want to see unfold, the two of them have go back 15, 16, maybe even longer years um, when they were battling back and forth for the Ring of Honor Championship and um, some of the tag team uh, evolution stuff that they did in in Ring of Honor. And um, it might have been in a little bit in Japan, too. And just watching that. And it couldn't have been a better. And I'm a big Jay Lethal fan, too. I liked the whole machismo thing he yeah. did. And when, when he was with Impact and he would do his uh, Ric Flair shtick. And I think the, the match went so smoothly considering all the emotions behind the scenes. And like you said, it was so raw. And kudos to Tony and uh, to his his leadership team to get a show done with uh, with all of the turmoil dealing with you know with the Briscoe name. So. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, very very emotional, and very raw. And then when Jay Lethal left the ring, it was you could tell he he'd lost it at that point. Yeah. Very emotional, uh, and it, it kind of hit me hard because I recently lost a really good friend of mine. Yeah. So just the emotions of that, and I don't know, man, it was just so for me like. I want to say it was my favorite show of the week, but at the same time, that's really hard to because it was so just I, – I don't even know how to describe it. it. It was one of those shows that will probably go down in history as probably the most emotional show I've ever watched as far yeah. as wrestling goes because I can't think of another another time where you see wrestlers crying in the ring the way Jay Lethal was. Then you could see him lose it going up the ring. You see Mark Briscoe holding both title belts up. Yeah. I just – what a great, great tribute to his life. Uh, and what Jay Briscoe did, and um, yes, there was some controversy. He said some horrible things on Twitter and all that other stuff. But we've all made mistakes. All that aside, he was a father, he was a brother, he was a, a husband. So those are the things that I like. Like in the video, they paid attention to not just his wrestling ability. And for those that maybe just watched WWE or just watch, just learned him, it's worth going out and check out Ring of Honor and New Japan and the work he did because. He was probably one of the best tag teams. I mean, spoiler for when we do our Mount Rushmore episodes, he's on my Mount. Those guys are on my Mount Rushmore. Oh, like, like the stuff they did with the Young Bucks and, and the stuff they did in New Japan, they're just so phenomenal. So, yeah. And the Briscoes and that trilogy that they did with FTR. Oh, forget about far it. Far and away, the best three matches, not tag team, but best three matches between two different group you know whether it was um individual or tag team just in each one wrote you know the bar would raise and yep. raise and raise and that dog, dog collar match with the briscoes was uh you know, just a, probably one of the best dog collar matches oh, i've seen yeah, it was 100%. yeah for the for those that hadn't seen it worth going out and finding it and tracking it down yeah uh yeah very very good show so on that that aspect i think i would call dynamite my show of the week i did like raw 
And I would say that if maybe it wasn't a tribute show, and, and to be honest with you, if maybe the lethal Mark Briscoe match hadn't taken and they didn't do the tribute part, Raw might have actually taken it this week because I had such a good time watching it. Right. But just the emotions and just what they did, I, I, I give my show of the week to, to Dynamite. I thought it was great. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, just what for what the show represented, what it meant, and everything that Tony is doing for the uh, Pew family, and that's Briscoe's real last name is Pew. What they're doing, and you know, I yeah, I give them uh, I give them my show of the week. Uh, there is a GoFundMe page. It is a Give Send Go page. Shout out to uh, Josh Wharton for setting this page up. That's that's legit. So um, you can also go on AEW.com. You can go on ProWrestlingTees.com or you can Google the Briscoe Tribute shirt and all proceeds are going to the Briscoe family. So that's that's top shelf right there. Yeah, 100% of those proceeds. So I encourage anybody to do that. I know times are tough throughout the world right now, uh, but if you can support a little bit, I plan on getting one of the shirts. I wanted to save it to the end because it's probably kind of a downer. It would have felt bad to talk about the tributes and all that other stuff and then go talk about Rampage and, and SmackDown. So that's kind of why I altered it. But this will be a basic format going forward, guys and girls. Ideally, we'll get these out every Monday. They should go live, reviewing the week ahead of time. Spoiler, we have not watched Royal Rumble yet. We're recording this before the Rumble. We will start to try to do the pay-per-views maybe before, or we'll do a separate one with the pay-per-views. Uh, Jer and I are both talking about uh, staying up, watching the Rumble, and then doing a review of it right afterwards, assuming we're not too tired and pass out. <laughs> hey, and as for a quick spoiler, uh, we're going to do another uh, episode tonight. It's going to be the matches you would show somebody who's not a wrestling fan or has been out of wrestling to bring them back in. It's a discussion that Jared and I have had before. We're going to do a quick uh, special, we'll call it, podcast, and we're going to put that out. Absolutely. And uh, again, wherever you pick up your podcast, check us out and uh, hit us up on the socials. I really appreciate all the love, and I'll see you on the floor. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.